an A to Z of believing, from atheism to zealotry. Written and presented by Dr. Ed Kessler, founder director of the Wolf Institute. The words zealot and zealotry have had a bad press. This is partly because of the fanaticism of an ancient group of Jewish nationalists, the zealots, who 2,000 years ago fought violently against Roman rule. Such was their belief that Jews should not pay tribute to Rome nor acknowledge the Roman emperor as their master that they undertook guerrilla warfare against the Romans and terrorized fellow Jews who opposed them. The first centuries BCE and CE were a period of strife in the Holy Land and the zealots wreaked havoc. One of Jesus' apostles, Simon, was a zealot and Jesus was crucified between two aestai, Greek for zealots. It is clear the Romans viewed Jesus as a threat, perhaps as a zealot. After his death, Jewish zealots expanded their violent insurrection, seizing the temple but the Romans crushed them and destroyed Jerusalem, including the temple, in 70 CE. Shortly after this, the Zealots made a last stand at Masada, near the Dead Sea, holding off the Roman army for nearly a year before committing... Do that. Shortly after this, the Zealots made a last stand at Masada, near the Dead Sea, holding off the Roman army for over a year before committing mass suicide. Since then, there have been many examples of violent religious zealotry, resulting in war, the burning of cities and the destruction of sacred places. One example is the Crusaders, who captured Jerusalem in 1099 and killed Muslims, Jews and native Christians indiscriminately. Another is their modern Muslim descendants, Al-Qaeda and Daesh. So yes, it's understandable that zealotry has had a bad press. However, we call them fanatics or terrorists because there is a fundamental difference between zealotry and fanaticism. Fanatics adhere to a set of beliefs or practices that are extreme to the point of being harmful to others. Whilst fanatics are zealots, not all zealots are fanatics. For the most part, zealots recognise they are part of a larger system which they need to change from within. Reverend Dr Martin Luther King Jr comes to mind, as does Mahatma Gandhi. Fanatics, on the other hand, see only their own point of view and are happy, indeed may consider it their religious duty, to break the law, often violently. Whilst you may not have heard of the ancient zealots, I suspect you will be familiar with this quotation from the King James Bible. Thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous god. Jealous and zealous are two words that etymologically derive from the same root, kanna in Hebrew or zealous in Greek, meaning both zeal and jealousy. For many of us, the thought of a jealous God is strange, as the word is almost entirely negative in English, and who wants to worship a zealous or a jealous God? As Shakespeare wrote in Othello, O oh, beware, my lord of jealousy, for it is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds upon. Yet the biblical term actually implies something quite different, that God has entered into a deep, committed relationship with the people of Israel, a relationship as intimate as a marriage. The prophets describe God as a husband and father, attentive and faithful, with ardour and devotion, and in this sense, 
A jealous God meant a passionate God. In 1611, when the authorised version of the Bible was published under King James I of England and the VI of Scotland, the translators had this understanding of jealousy or zealotry quite different from today. What we forget in 2019 is that meaning changes over time, especially over 500 years. These translators understood jealousy and zealotry in terms of passion, a deep passion, which they considered as a positive attribute. A passionate person was to be honoured and trusted. Of course, passion can be misdirected, but the point is that the word carries positive connotations. Passion drives us to support a cause, to perform at our best, and being passionate is part of the human condition, at least from the perspective of the Abrahamic faiths. I do not mean romantic passion, but a passion for life and a desire for purpose. Even if we can't have it in our own life, we find it elsewhere, which is perhaps one reason why reality TV is so popular. Don't we all enjoy, at least occasionally, vicariously living through someone else's experience? Some of us exhibit this passion by supporting our football team and shouting till we're hoarse. Others stand in line for hours, sometimes all day, for tickets to a concert of a favourite band. These people are excited and passionate, or they would never spend their time and money in this way. Relative to religious conviction, this is the act of a zealot, not a fanatic. The line is crossed. The moment intolerance for a religion other than your own raises its head when we are not only passionate about our own, but when we condemn the religion of others. One of the most important biblical passages for Christians is Isaiah 9 verses 6 to 7. The verses are interpreted as foretelling the coming of Jesus, but they also serve as a reminder to all people of what zeal, not fanaticism, can achieve. For to us a child is born, To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.